Yeah, and don't forget those reviews. Yes, please don't forget those reviews. Even if we suck, just tell us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the Morning Dota Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Morning Donut Podcast. We are back after a, a weekend off. I hope everyone had a good holiday. Uh, I am Carlos, and with me, of course, are my hosts, Danny and Juan. How's it going, guys? How'd you guys have a good time off? Yeah, we, uh, holidays were good. Uh, well, much needed rest. Mm-hmm. It was good, though. Good time. Yep. Yeah, you? Not, yep, it was a good holiday. Uh, there wasn't much to do, but, you know, we made the, made the most of it. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy where we have the 4th of July that actually, you know, fell on a weekend, but... You know, it's just, yeah. I, I like, I just, we, I didn't do, we didn't do anything. It was fine. It was, it was a, I uh, actually ended up going to a, a drive-in on 4th of July evening, which was kind of cool. It was the same drive-in that I mentioned before when we went to go see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. So they were showing original Jurassic Park um, and we went to go check that out. It was pretty cool. Funny story. Uh, Brittany was, was looking at me like I was a madman. So I told you guys before, when it comes to the audio at, the drive-in it's not very good right it comes through like the fm transmitter and so we're watching the movie right and i'm thinking to myself i'm like you know i own this movie digitally right so why don't i just like you know pull it up on my phone or something and have it hooked up to my my car speakers like like my phone always is and then just try to sync the audio with the movie so that way we can hear it in better quality and still watch it on the drive-in screen uh, and that's exactly what I did. And it, it took a lot of tinkering because obviously I can't tell him, hey, pause the movie while I get my audio right. So, <laughs> you know, I, I pulled it up on my phone and I plugged it into the to the to the, the speaker system in the car through, through USB or whatever. And uh, yeah, and I just played it like 10 seconds ahead of where the movie actually was. And then I just kept pausing and playing in small increments to get it to catch up and then finally sync. And I got it right on the nose. It was so it was I was so proud of myself. <laughs> how long how long did that take you? Uh that was a good, I don't know, maybe five minutes of tinkering around with trying to get the right uh point. Also, too, I had to factor in the fact that there's a, a Bluetooth delay. Uh, or an, uh, an audio delay when it's plugged in through USB or Bluetooth in my car, right? So I have to also uh-huh. factor that in. So I have to listen to just the audio and only watch the screen of the movie so I can not look at the screen on my phone because that audio is also out of sync because there's a delay. Uh, so yeah, it took, it took a little bit, but it worked great and it was a way better experience <laughs> but you should make a little you should do a little tutorial video on that yeah a little update on how to uh on how to have a better <laughs> drive experience, experience with your, yeah with yeah. your own audio and not listening through a you know a crappy uh, fm transmitter it was a good time <laughs> it was a good time uh anyway good. getting into today we got a couple of, uh cool headlines uh one of which is a rumor been going around that the new iphone 12 isn't going to include a charger or headphones anymore we're going to get into that um also apparently uh youtube decided that it's a it's a great time to hike their prices by 15 dollars a month for youtube tv uh, we'll talk about that and our main story today is going to be uh vr we've uh, been talking about vr uh off and on here but uh we've never actually talked about it in depth so we're going to do that today as well and of course as always there will be timestamps in the show notes feel free to bounce around (laughs) we got some kids in the background what's up (laughs) feel free to bounce around uh to any topic you want 
But first things up, iPhone not including accessories in the box. What do you think? Um, I mean, how many people have multiple plug chargers and cables? I mean, I, I, I could see it being a good thing, but not now because, you know, it, we want USB plugs now or USB-C plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, the headphones, I mean, uh, I mean, who really uses their headphones anymore unless you have iP- the AirPods or something like that or your own headphones? Exactly I mean, right. Qual- or how many of those do you have laying around probably anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, because how many times, you know, how many people upgrade their phone every year and always mm-hmm. get a new pair of headphones and they're probably just sitting in a, in a drawer somewhere? Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, it, you know, it's a business decision on their part, of course, but I, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I think to your point, too, when it comes to the needing a, a cable still, I think we're still going to get if this if this rumor turns out to be true. It's not it, this hasn't been confirmed at all. This is just you know speculation that we've seen. Um, but there's a picture here that showed up on Mac rumors that shows a render of the mold of the inside of the box, which is a weird thing to make a render of. But they have it. And you can see in the render that it has a little square cut out for the paperwork that you normally get in a phone and mm-hmm. a circular cut out where you would put the the us um, more than likely it's going to be a USB-C to lightning cable so yeah. i think we're still getting the cable just minus the actual wall plug and of course the headphones um yeah. according to, to this here and another thing i saw too is i think apple actually even sent out a survey to a bunch of people um, asking them how they use these accessories, which to me kind of validates the the rumor in the first place. If, if they're polling people to find out, uh, you know, what they do with their accessories, that kind of tells me that they're definitely trying to just get rid of them. And the, the biggest uh, reason that I've seen, and again, I don't know if this is true, because this is all going to come down to how Apple spins this right in their event, just like the way they did when they took out the headphone plug how they spin mm-hmm. that. So from what I'm hearing, and this is, this makes the most sense to me. Number one, it's going to be the environmental friendly thing for sure. But the other one is that it's it's they're doing this to offset the cost of putting 5G in all of the new phones without making the phones themselves more expensive. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so the uh, iPhone 11, does that come with the USB-C charger? Can't remember. Yeah, the 11, but it comes with a slow 5-watt charger where you, where you get, when charger, you go into right. the, the Pros, the 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max, those come with the 18-watt fast charger. Uh, even though all of okay. the iPhones can uh, charge at faster speeds, they only give you the, the small, old 5-watt in the regular 11, the same one that they've been including in pretty much every phone since 2007. So mm-hmm. the o- only in the Pro do you get that 18-watt fast charger, and it's a Type-C two lightning uh, adapter uh, it's the same okay. charger that you even get in the box with the like ipad pro and stuff too um but yeah so apparently they're going to have a 20 watt charger but it's going to be sold separately so you actually be able to get faster charging but not included in the box um oh, me yeah me personally i don't I, I mean i don't know there's not really any instances where i need fast charging it's nice to have but just charging at normal rate has always been fine for me. So I, I, it's not really a huge deal, but I would rather have it than not, I guess, if you if you know, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I have the iPad Pro, so I already have a USB fast charger. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I mean, p- people that have multiple Apple devices should be okay. I mean... I mean, am I, I'm not yeah, going to get my sticker no more. Is that, <laughs> is that what that means, too? I was like, the, the, the MacBook, like my MacBook Pro, it has a USB-C charging mm-hmm. capability. Fast so one, too. Yeah, it is. So I'm thinking a lot of that's going to be um, 
universal now. So it'd be a lot easier to charge all your devices. And, and some of these, the, like, like the AirPods, you don't get a charging block. And I believe the Apple Watch I recently bought didn't have a, didn't have a charging block either, just mm-hmm. a cord. Correct. Yeah, all so. of their accessories don't come like like you said the the AirPods Pro and the AirPods Pro that I have recent that I got recently they came with a USB C to Lightning cable inside. Oh wow! Um, and then of course the watch too it only comes with that magnetic charger and no actual uh, wall plug because for those items they they already are going to assume that you already have yeah. these things. <clears throat> so it's kind of something that they've already been doing and no one you know has anything to say about it when it's an accessory, but I guess you know. If it's a whole phone, and that's why it's like creating this this whole backlash on the internet about not including, you know, high, high, like selling a thousand dollar phone and not even including the essentials. Um, but you know, uh, you know, my personal opinion is I don't think it's a big deal because I I do have a ton of them, and every time I get a new phone, they literally sit in the box. And sometimes I'll go like, oh hey, yeah, let me go grab this new cable, and I have a pile of them. It's crazy. So you know, it's gonna. I think they're gonna spin it from uh, an e-waste thing where they're cutting down on e-waste it's also going to cut down on their packaging which means it'll cut down on their freight costs so there's like a big ripple effect in terms of cost by not including these things and that's going to offset the additional cost of putting 5g in all of these phones because there's also been i'm sure it's also going to push people to start using the wireless charging capability probably more and more yeah more than likely i I, I agree on that is there any speculation on price? So, yeah, I've heard about the price being actually cheaper than last year's model. So I'm hearing the iPhone 12 will start at 649 So that kind of means that the price is on the base model iPhone, the price has gone down for the past couple of years, right? Because I remember the iPhone 10R was 750 And mm-hmm. then the iPhone 11 came out at um, 699 and now this one is supposed to be 649 So if they're making the phone cheaper and it's going to have something, you know, like stuff like 5G in it, that's actually a pretty good value. Yeah. And if that's the justification for not including this stuff, I, I'm totally okay with that, I think. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, if you have multiple devices and every device gets a charging block, then you're going to have all these blocks just sitting around. Yeah. And, and like we said, you're already going to have them laying around anyway. So, I, I yeah. But... But yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, these are just rumors and nothing's confirmed. So we'll see what actually happens. But uh, yeah. And on the same subject of costs, you, uh, YouTube decided to hike their prices up. Did you guys see this story for YouTube yep. TV? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? Not too happy about that one. Mm. I mean, how are they going to raise the price $15 when we're in the middle of a pandemic? We have the highest unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, come on. I mean, it, I, I I mean I get it I get I get it that it's probably a business move and but right now they couldn't wait a few more months another year or so I mean come yeah. on you're Google yeah and I think and they're saying that the reason why is because they're adding all these new Viacom channels that they didn't have before um, I forgot what the list of channels were but it's you know like MTV and a bunch of other stuff that they didn't have prior um, pretty much I, I think it's everything under the Viacom uh, umbrella but. Yeah, I don't, 15 bucks is, is, I mean, so the price was already $50, which is not terribly expensive, but it's not cheap either, right? It's not like, you know, you can get, you can start sling at 25 bucks a month. So when your starting price is already at 50, that's already pretty high. And then now you're bumping it up to 65 a month uh, for live TV service, where most people are, are cutting the cord on live TV. And, and now, you know, a, an option like this makes it just as expensive as just getting regular cable, right? Like it's just crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, at the prices of, you know, of YouTube TV and Hulu, and I mean, it's almost like we're just back to where we started from, you know, everybody was cord cutting and prices are basically where they were when we were cord cutting, you know, Sling TV is still the cheaper option, you know, mm-hmm. which I do have, you know, I was thinking of going to YouTube TV because I can get all the local channels, you know, CBS, NBC, ABC, but I mean, that's going to deter me now because, I mean, $15 is $15, which stretches exactly. out over a year, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And their prices have gone up over the years, right? So it start when YouTube TV first came out, you know, it launched at 35 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. you know, that also went up as, as they were adding more networks into it. So, you know, in 2018, they added a bunch of Turner networks like TBS, TNT, CNN, Cartoon Network, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. And so the cost went up there. And then it went up again last year in 2019 to the current price, which is 50 bucks. And that's when they added in uh, the Discovery Channel lineup. Uh, so you Discovery Channel, Science Channel, all of those channels that are under Discovery. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's like every time they add more, you know, I get it. But, you know, the, it seems like the, the cost that they're passing down to the consumers is a lot higher than what some of the competition's doing. Right. They don't they don't have an a la carte option right because nope, i know Sling, it's just one Sling plan TV that's does. It. yeah yep it's just one so, plan here you go and that's it i think the only thing you can add on is stuff like hbo and premium stuff like that i think that's mm-hmm. about it yeah yeah because i know sling tv has a la carte so you can you know you can get the base at 25 dollars, which gives you certain channels and mm-hmm. stuff like that but you can add like the a comedy section or like their country section stuff like that for like five ten dollars a month depending on what it is but yeah maybe they need to just come out with an a la carte option so that you know maybe people yeah have more options you know it's not just i want everything because i mean who really sits there and watches every channel agreed right? yeah, yeah most people don't so but we'll see how many people jump ship from their service if any at all i guess we'll we'll, we'll see but it's definitely has not been well received um as far as like just online and people are like you know what like, like you said juan why are you doing this in the, in the worst time possible like people don't have extra money to spend <laughs> and then you're hiking it up by 15 bucks yeah, and I thought I saw, and I thought I saw one of their responses was like, "Well, you can share with mm, family yes. and friends." Right. So which it's you like, can. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, which you can, but it's like, I mean, it really is that your response is you want us to share and maybe you know share with people across the country. I mean, then you're losing money. So where's yeah. I mean, where's the middle ground there, right? For sure, for sure. Well, we'll see what happens. Yep. All right, guys. So this VR thing. What do you guys know about VR? What is your, what is your experience with VR? I've, uh, I've I have none. I have I have not tried it, but I've seen it popping up, and um, very interested in trying it out. And mm-hmm. well, I, I was I was at your house yesterday, so I do I did see I did peek into your office and saw a little nice little setup you have with a with this new VR thing that you got. Yeah, so I just got a new headset uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I got the Valve Index, which is the the one of the the more top tier uh, headsets that are on the market for the consumer market, right? There's there's a whole world of corporate business VR headsets that are not designed for gaming and they're more designed for like graphic design and stuff like that. So that's a totally different ballgame. But uh, yeah, as far as like the gaming space goes, it's the um, the Valve Index is, is definitely one of the top ones, but it's also very expensive, which makes it uh, kind of hard to jump into that world uh, at home, right? Mm-hmm. The the Valve Index system. If you if you if you're starting from scratch, you don't have anything at all. You the the headset itself, 
the controllers and the little base stations, which are required for the headset to actually track you in physical space. You have to put those in your room. That mm. whole bundle costs $9.99, right? Oh. And then on top of that, you still have to plug it into a pretty good gaming PC on top of that. It's not like you just get it and you're ready to go. Like you still have, you still need other hardware to push it. So I think that's kind of why VR as a whole has not been uh, like widely adapted because it's just an expensive thing to get into because you need a lot of equipment to do it. And even in the console space, you know, you can only do it on PlayStation, right? Because PlayStation has the VR, the PSVR headset. And, you know, that headset's not terribly expensive. I don't know what it currently costs right now, but I know the price was around $399, I want to say. But then you still have to pair that again with a PlayStation console. So even that whole bundle is, you know, is fairly expensive to kind of get into. But um, yeah, we've seen some some big leaps and bounds as far as the gaming quality. And this is kind of what has interested me in VR as of now, because this is my first time kind of getting into VR personally. Uh, And, you know, there's a specific game by Valve, which is the same person that makes the Index headset. Uh, Half-Life Alex. Have you guys ever played any of the Half-Life games? It's it's a franchise that's been running forever. No, but I, I have seen... I, I know of it, but I know I have not played it. Same here. Right, yeah. So it's, it's just a game that's a franchise that's been around for a long time. They haven't made a new iteration of, of Half-Life uh, for, I, I think, like 10 years at this point. It's been a very long time since Half-Life 2. And that was okay. the last game that they had. Um, and they come out with this one. You know, there, there was it's been rumored for years that Valve's gonna make a brand new Half-Life game. You know, all the fans of the franchise are very excited about it. And then boom, we find out that it's a VR only title. And people oh, are like, wow. what? <laughs> like, you know, like that's crazy because obviously not everyone can play it. And so <laughs> it comes out, and the game is is incredible. Like, I, I need you guys to think about like current generation graphics like very high-end uh visuals in a video game but Mm -hmm. in vr so you are like really in this world and uh it's it's just cool man like if like again this is my first go into vr some people have been doing vr for a while so if you have you know this may not be new to you but the experience of like do like half-life alex is a first-person shooter so to play a first-person shooter in VR, there's so much that goes into it. Like number one, you're you know you're tip- you can play sitting down too, also, but you're typically standing, and you know you have these controllers, and the controllers are so cool on the on the index because they actually have full finger tracking, so they you can actually see your fingers moving in the in VR because the controller is actually tracking the movement of every single one of your fingers individually. So it's really cool, and so say like for example, you know you're you're shooting and you know your gun runs out of ammunition you Mm -hmm. have to go through the motions of reloading your gun you have to you have to hit a button to drop the empty magazine you have to physically reach into your backpack to pull out another magazine put it into the gun and then pull back the mechanism on the gun to 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 get it ready to shoot again you have to do all of those things so it's not like you know in a typical video game you just press a button to reload and you're done yeah like no, no no like you have to actually reload like you so have you, to go through all it's 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 it adds a whole different layer to the game. So talking about like, yeah, like you said, like regular traditional video games, you just press a button, you know, mm-hmm. and you can carry as many weapons as you want. Is there a limitation on that in there as well? Like how many weapons you can carry around? And- no, no, there's not a limit. Okay. Well, there's a limitation on weapons. Yeah, there's only a, there's only a few weapons you can even get. You have, um, you know, you have a, a handgun, you have a, a shotgun. 
Um, and then you have a, another uh, handgun that you pick up later on. So you typically only have about three weapons the entire time. Okay. And you have a backpack that is just for ammunition. Uh, and this is the other thing, too, that, that tripped me out when I first played this game is, you know, you're typically playing a, a shooter and you kind of reload every time, anytime you want to. Right. You just kind of hit the reload button and you reload. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't necess- you can't really reload until your current magazine is actually empty, because if you drop it, whatever bullets are in there are lost mm-hmm. and you can't okay. even and you can't even pick them. Say, like, I, I have a magazine that's half full with bullets i drop it and i pull out my from my backpack a new one and load it if i try to pick up the one that i drop that's only half full and put it in my backpack it won't let me it'll say backpack is only for full ammunition so if i do that i typically i'm essentially i'm losing bullets so you really have to Mm -hmm. reload when you actually need to reload which which makes things more difficult because sometimes you have an enemy pop up and coming at you yeah. And it's it's weird, man. I've had like full panic moments where, you know, I have someone coming <laughs> at me and I'm out of bullets and I'm just like stammering to try to like drop the magazine and pull a new one out. And it's 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 a lot of fun, but it's uh, it makes it's it more a realistic totally at different that point gaming. too. Yeah, even totally not, different gaming. Experience. Not just the visual, but the actual feeling of it. Um, Absolutely, because they're coming at you in in real time, like it's in your face, and you know the the headset does a really good job of making you feel immersed in the game. So, like the field of view coverage, like you really feel like you're there. Um, it's 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 an awesome experience, but man, so how do you so how do you have it set up in in your office? Like, I mean, like so you don't like you said you you, you have panic attacks and stuff like that when <laughs> yeah. you they're coming at you. Like, how are you how are you set up to protect yourself you know because yeah. there's a lot yeah, of because my space isn't big youtube videos of people you know falling and <laughs> punching stuff like balls that. and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you know my my, my play space is, is not very big you know i play in my office and, it, and it's kind of small and so i have this uh this little fatigue mat you know kind of like those mats you put in front of your uh in front of your kitchen sink to stand on yes i yeah. have one of those yep and for two reasons. Number one, it's padded, so it's nice and, and comfortable to stand on for a while. But it's a small little square mat, so it keeps me on a specific space in the room so I don't drift too far to the left or to the right. And I don't accidentally, like, you know, punch a wall or, or something like that. Because um, there is a lot of physical interaction in the game. Sometimes you have to, like, you know, bend over and pick up stuff. You have to open up drawers and cabinets. And you have to actually reach for these things and open them with your hand. Um, so it's not just like navigating with the controller. You're actually doing this, these physical movements. Um, so you do need the space. Um, and, you know, I just don't have a lot of space to do it in. So uh, I also had to get creative with the, 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 the lighthouse tracking that I talked about earlier. It's these little boxes that you have to put. You're supposed to put them towards the ceiling opposite each other. And that way they can see you no matter where you are. And that's how you get tracked in VR. So the, the the little lighthouse sensors are tracking the movement of your head inside of the headset. And they're also tracking the movement of the controllers. And that's how you can move around in the game. Well, there's a big mirror in my office here. And the little lasers that get sent out lasers they get sent out out from the from the lighthouse trackers and it bounces off of reflective surfaces so i had to put one of the trackers on the floor and the other one on the ceiling so that way that second one doesn't see the mirror and then i was able to 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 use it well because the first time i set it up 
the tracking was all over the place. Like I'd be in mm-hmm. VR and all of a sudden my hand would go like flying or like my head <laughs> would start jittering because they didn't know where I was. So it was a really weird experience. And I had to figure out how to get around that because I'm like, well, I can't take every mirror out of this room like they're needed. So uh, I had to improvise and, and, it, and it works great. It worked out pretty, <laughs> worked out pretty good. <laughs> but it was kind of funny the first time. Just like all your body parts just yeah splitting in half everywhere because you you see your hands in the game and all of a sudden my hand is like just on the floor and then it's across the room somehow i'm like how is this happening and then i had to figure out what the problem was and then i was like oh it's this stupid mirror so yeah so how like how does do you get dizzy or anything like afterwards or do you like feel like motion sickness anything like that happen no so this is the thing that that this headset has in particular that that helps with all that stuff um so it's got one thing. It's got a mechanical uh, IPD adjustment. So for if you're unfamiliar with that, with what that is, IPD is um, interpupillary distance. Essentially, it's the distance that your eyes are apart from each other, and everyone's head is different. So everyone's uh, pupil distance is different. So the headset has a mechanical uh, adjustment where you can slide it around, and it moves the heads the the lenses either left or right so that it lines up perfectly with your eyes so number one that helps out with that nauseous feeling uh and the second thing is that this is the only headset on the market consumer headset on the market that can play at 120 hertz or 144 hertz so when you are playing a game with a really high refresh rate like that it feels Mm. more realistic and lifelike so you get more immersed in it uh without feeling like you know, this is, you know, like you're getting dizzy or things like that. Like it feels totally natural. Um, okay. So that's some of the things that this particular headset has that others don't. And that's kind of, you know, where some of that cost comes in is they have these features that a lot of other headsets don't have. Um, and it makes a big difference in the comfortness of, of wearing the headset and being in VR without feeling like you're going to throw up. Okay. Yeah. Maybe next time, next time I go real quick by your house, I, I can take a test drive on it yeah and one thing that also got me really excited too is we a couple episodes ago we talked about the uh the new star wars game the star wars squadron the the yep Yep. that game is going to have a vr option so that game is designed to play you know just yeah oh my god it's going to be so dope so that game has it's designed to just play like normal either on pc or console or whatever but you can play that full game in vr so that's going to be really exciting because you know I've ha- I've played a, a Star Wars game in VR before that Vader Immortal game that that's that came out I think it was last year and that has a, a scene in it where you are in uh, an actual Star Wars you know vessel and you're sh- and you shoot through hyperspace and it's such mm-hmm. a cool experience to have to see that in VR um, so to have a whole game where you're where you're a pilot and you're flying these ships around that's going to be amazing oh, so yeah, that's gonna be definitely cool. excited to try that out. And um, I'm I'm glad I I jumped into this thing. I know it was it was it was a very expensive thing to do, but it's a lot of fun. And the fact that more and more VR stuff is coming, uh, I feel like it's um, uh, it might not have been a a terrible uh, use of money because <laughs> it is expensive. <laughs> so is that that is that like the only consumer one out right now? Because I know what happened to Oculus. I don't know. I, I know. There was always oh, yeah, talk no, there's, about them there's definitely like a that. lot more. Yeah. And this isn't even the first headset I've owned. So I've, I've tried out a couple other ones in the past that I ended up returning just because I, I didn't like them all that much. The, the first two that I've owned before this one were Windows Mixed Reality headsets, which is very different than uh, headsets that are designed specifically for gaming. 
Uh, Windows Mixed Reality uses what's called inside-out tracking, and that is where the headset itself has cameras on the headset. And the cameras are what actually track your movement of the controllers. All of the controllers have like this ring of LED lights. The cameras mm. see those, and that's how you get tracked. It does a pretty good job, but because it can only track whatever it can see, it loses you sometimes. So like, for example, if you have to like reach behind you for something in a game, like I talked about earlier, it might lose your hand movement. And so the tracking gets kind of thrown off because it's not really designed for game. You can game with it. But Windows Mixed Reality, is that's not its main focus. Uh, and so the, so the would, one that I... So you pretty much have to stand with your hands out. Pretty much. Not, not, not like fully with your hands out. I mean, you can kind of have them at your side. The, the cameras are wide angle enough that it can see you. But your hands do have to be in front of you for the most part. Um, but there are other gaming specific headsets like from others of the Oculus Quest, the Oculus Rift S and HTC still has the, the Vive Pro and the Vive Cosmos. Uh, and the new one that's coming out later this year is the HP Reverb Generation 2. Um, now, I tried the Reverb Generation 1 uh, a couple of months ago. And it was incredible. The main reason why is because it has the highest resolution or one of the highest resolutions of any headset on the market. It's 2160 by 2160 per eye. So you pretty much have like a 4K, little mini 4K screen per eye. So it's incredibly sharp. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the issues with it were that the field of view wasn't very wide. So you didn't have that immersive feeling inside of the game. Um, you know, the... The refresh rate on the screen was only 90 hertz, which is, you know, not bad, but compared to 120 or 144, it's a world of difference. Uh, and the same thing with the new one. The, the HP Reverb G2 is coming out in the fall of this year, and it's, it's uh, from what I'm understanding, it's going to have way better tracking. It's still going to use the inside-out tracking with the cameras, but, you know, far improved. Um, but it still has that same field of view, which is 114 degrees. Whereas the Valve Index has a 130 degree field of view, so you can see so much more. So is the is the reverb what you tried at Mass VR? Because I know a few episodes ago, you know, you had told us that you had went to Mass VR and you were going to talk about that experience. Was that what you used there? Was the reverb? Yeah, I don't know what they used there because they, they didn't have any branding on the actual headset. So you know, I, I'm not sure what they were using, but in Mass VR, which is if anyone's never had Mass vast Mass VR, it's pretty cool. Exactly what it sounds That's like. That's what I want to try. Yep. Yeah, exactly what it sounds like is you are in a room with about 15 other people and you're all playing the same game in VR. And the way that works is you have a headset attached to a backpack and the backpack is pretty much a, a PC, a full-blown PC in there that's powering your headset for you. And they're all mm. connected and you walk around this big old warehouse and you play a game together. Now, that was fun just because the game itself was fun. Visually speaking, it, it, was, it wasn't anything special. Like, the visuals were, were kind of weak, but it's just so much fun to play. Like, you're just, you're literally playing a team-based uh, shooter game uh, with a bunch of people, like, there. And it's, uh, that was a fun experience. We, we did that for my birthday back in February this year. That was a lot of fun. Um, and it looks like they reopened, too. I was looking at their website, and it looks like as of right now, they have spaces available on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here in the in the Chicago area. Oh, okay. So uh, if you're in the Chicago area and you want to go play some Mass VR, you can go to, uh, I think it's massvr.com and you can see their prices are not a lot. It's like 30 bucks a person. Uh, and it's totally worth it. It was a great experience. 
So with the headset that you have is in the, in the game you were playing, was there any like online options that you can play with others right now? Or No, that- no, not in this one. In this one right now, there is, in Half-Life Alex, it's only a single player. Uh, but there are other online-enabled VR games. Like one of them is called Pavlov, and that is a VR shoot first-person shooter game that you play as a team. So think of it kind of like Call of Duty, but in VR. Um, mm. So that's something that's fairly new. I haven't tried it yet. Um, there's another game called Boneworks, which is incredible. This game is also very similar to Alex, where all of your physical movements in the game are very, very realistic. And that's hard to to get used to because it's a VR game. But the movements are so human-like. Uh, it's same thing, too. Like in that game, it's kind of like a puzzle but also a first-person shooter at the same time. It's a weird kind of game. And you have to figure out these puzzles and to move through stages. And you have enemies that you have to shoot as well. And same thing there. You have to, like, if you're holding a, a, um, like a, a rifle in that game, you really have to hold it with two hands. Because if you try to shoot it with just one hand, the barrel goes everywhere every time you shoot. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, realistic things in there where if you have a rifle, you have to hold it with two hands like this. And, yeah. you know, same thing. You, if, you, if you're out of ammo, you have to drop the magazine, pull a new one out, and pop it in. And so it's, it's very, very similar. And that game's been a lot of fun, too. I've been checking that out. Nice. Oh, sounds, like, sounds like some, some fun stuff. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's guess, great. I guess we, the three of us got to check it out. Hmm. Yeah. Next time yeah. you guys come by, man, I, you just run through it, and, and you can just see what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a really cool experience. I can't wait for the Star Wars Squadron now after they said it was going to be you know, it's going to have a full VR mode. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be great. So so what am I hearing? Margarita's in VR at Carlos's house? Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be great. <laughs> and old fashions. Because <laughs> apparently Danny's good at old fashions, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's breaking That's what news I had yesterday. right there. I was, I was having those yeah. yesterday. So speaking of gaming, too, uh, in about an hour of uh, uh, currently right now, at the time of this recording, uh, Ubisoft is going to have, is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I call I it Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Is it Ubi? Not Ubi? I've, I've, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tomato, tomato. But <laughs> they're going to have uh, Ubisoft Forward, which is uh, happening today, July 12th, which is when we're recording in about literally about an hour from right now. Uh, they're going to have a virtual event and they're going to talk about some of their new games, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a new Watchdog game. Um, I believe they're also going to demo a new Far Cry game. And some Xbox Series X and PS5 stuff as well. Um, so we might have some news on that for you next week. Because uh, I'm definitely going to check it out uh, as soon as we're done here. I'm oh, going to yeah. go watch it live. Um, also, a new movie came out this past weekend on Netflix. Uh, let me know if you guys have heard about it. It's called The Old Guard with Charlize Theron. Uh, I didn't hear about it, but I did watch the trailer when you mentioned it yesterday to me. Danny, have you heard of it? I have not heard of it, but I, I've... I probably will check it out. This movie looks Um, pretty awesome. It's based off a comic, and um, it just came out on Friday on Netflix, so we're going to do our best to watch it this week, and we're going to maybe do a review of that next week. So I'll definitely watch it this this week for sure then. Yeah, Um, yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah, from what I put together on the trailer, it looks like it's uh, it's about a group of uh, soldiers that essentially can't die, like they're immortal. And they've been around for like centuries and stuff like that. I'm not sure what what they do or what they protect or what, but uh, it seems like it's pretty cool. So uh, definitely going to check that out this week and we'll have a review for you guys uh, next week. So if you guys want, watch along with us sometime this week and uh, tune in next week to hear the review and let us know what you think about it. Yep. 
Yeah, yep. but that is it for uh, this week, guys. Did I miss anything? I don't think so, right? No, I'm, no. You know, hopefully, hopefully Google comes to their senses. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll so, sorry, sorry <laughs> to not. keep, sorry to keep, you know, dwelling on it, but you know, maybe yeah, they're not, you know, maybe they're not they, going to. Ah, uh, you know, I'm, yeah. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> i feel you man i feel you but yeah man that's it for this week guys thanks for tuning in again um come check us out next week for our review of the movie and for our review of whatever ubi or ubisoft uh announces <laughs> later this afternoon and uh, as always you let's can, see what uh, they say no i was gonna say we'll see we'll see how they pronounce it on the on yeah on the live stream i'll listen to them yeah do you say ubi or ubi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway tune in next week to see uh what that's all about we'll have a we'll have some coverage on it uh and of course uh hit us up on social media if you have any um you know feedback for us or ideas for future shows don't forget to leave those comments on apple itunes apple Podcasts, whatever it's called please do it we'd greatly appreciate it um, yeah, and don't forget that's those it. reviews yes please don't forget those reviews even if we suck just tell us <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a great weekend. Thank you for listening, human.